Hey, it's Todd Duncan. Welcome to High Trust Today, the podcast. I'm on a quest to help people win in business and in life. To do that, I know they must trust themselves, their relationships, their business, and they most certainly must trust their future. When you do that, you set in motion a universe of possibilities, and that journey begins right now. You have to be clear on what's important to you. If you are not clear on what's important to you, you will not get what's important to you. It is very, very, very cause and effect. So by getting clear, you're able to have a filter. And the filter allows you to make different decisions that when those decisions are then made, you have a odds-on chance that the outcomes that you are going to create are by design and not by default, all right? So the steps that we go through look like this. Top of the the next page, page five, uh, you might want to highlight step one, what is my purpose? And the answer to the question is, what's important about success to you? And I showed you a little bit of a kind of a staircase here, and and in my life, when I first went through this, I was 25 years old, and uh, I had a dialogue with somebody about this kind of conversation, and I answered the question, what's important? about success to you is I want to achieve worthwhile goals and objectives, which anybody that's in a commission world would want to achieve goals and objectives, right? And I put the emphasis on worthwhile, meaning I wanted to have intentional goals. Why was that important to me? Well, it was important to me, uh, and it may or may not be important to you, and everybody has their own what? Their own kind of hierarchy. For me, it was about making money. It was about accumulating money, and it was about being intentional about my goals so that I could in the commission-based world, make money. And, and really, that's as simple as it got. And when I ask each and every one of you to, to kind of identify that number that you wrote down in the front, I didn't say it was the most important thing. I just said, that's a number that you would love to, and I just need you to figure out why. Why is that number important to you? Well, for me, it was important because I wanted to be in the business of creating value for others. I want to create value for my team. I want to create value for my agents. I want to create value for my customer base. I want to create value for my church. I want to create value uh, later in my career for my wife and for my kids. I wanted private education. I wanted a, a nice house. I wanted you know, my, my wife to be able to be intentional about what she wanted to do. I, I want all this. I, I, wanted to, I wanted to be about creating value for others. Well, why? Well, because for me, that would give me a huge sense of fulfillment. And contribution. And what you're seeing here is we're going from uh, kind of the, the obvious, right? I mean, this is obvious. You can't be successful as you, if you don't achieve goals. And usually in a commission-based world, the outcome of achieving goals is money. Um, but, but right here, we start talking about things that are more intentional, more internal, less superficial, right? And for me, it was creating value for others. And even to this day, part of why I would rather earn money than not earn it and make money rather than lose money is because I have a purpose for which my money exists. And as you, as you think about that, and as you think about having it and not having it, good months, bad months, earning a lot, losing some, losing, almost a, losing it all, maybe most of it, and then gaining it back, and then you know, every entrepreneur has had a near-death experience, every loan officer's had a near-death experience, you grow it and you grow it and then something happens, But at the end of the day, for me, it was, man, fulfillment and contribution. There's nothing that brings home internal gratitude in my heart and soul when I can make an impact in somebody's life, which is making a difference. 
So the, the creating value and personal fulfillment and contribution leads me to feeling that I'm making a difference. And to me, that is priceless. To me, one of the, the governing thoughts in my life is I am here to make a difference. What keeps me going through tough times, what accelerates me in good times is somebody is next. There's a human being out there whose life is about to be changed. I want to make a difference in whomever that person's life is, where they are, where they want to go, how they want to go there. And for me, ultimately, it's my spiritual connection and fulfilling what I feel God's plan for my life is. But, but all of us have this. Now, why I'm showing this to you is you're going to have this discussion with borrowers. Because one of the things I'm going to tell you is you want conversion to go up, you need emotional connection to go up. You cannot convert buyers on price and fees and build a world-class high-trust business. You have to convert borrowers on trust and connection. And if I do that, then I have more borrowers saying yes, therefore then I need less leads, therefore then I have a more profitable business practice. Those are all the things that go into that, and we'll cover that on, on Thursday. If I want a real estate agent to be in a relationship with me that is intentional and purposeful and mutually fulfilling, I have got to ask these questions in the high trust interview. I've got to know this about my boys. I've got to know this about the people near and dear to me. Uh, Deb and I talk every Sunday night about our values. And we have a check-in. And every Sunday night, we have a DDTD debrief. And the debrief is, how are we doing? How are we doing in our values? What, how are we doing with the boys? How are we doing with you know, our business? How are we doing with you know, what's important to us? How are we doing spiritually? And it's just, just a check-in. Why? Because if you don't take care of the relationship, the relationship will never take care of you. And therein lies one of the biggest, biggest problems in the mortgage business, is we do not take care of the relationships. We'll do a lot to get them going, but we don't do anywhere near enough to keep them growing and flowing. And you'll see that as we roll through this. Um, everywhere in life, people have a values staircase. And the higher you get to what's deeply important, the more you understand what is super real to them, and the more you connect with that, the more likely they'll say yes, and the less time it will take, and the less they'll shop you, and the more they'll refer to you, and the more repeat business you will get, period. So there is, there is risk, but there is high ROI from emotional connection. And everything you want that rises and falls on the human being, borrowers, who they know, and referral partners, has to be connected to something like this. One of the guys that was in the academy in, uh, in December, he was struggling with this, so I sat down with him Friday morning, and, uh, or Thursday morning, and Friday he came in and he showed me this, which I think is in your book. I think I put a copy of it in your book. But for him, it was about getting to this point where he could say that, that my purpose is to be a source of pride and inspiration to my family, friends, and team. And he signed it uh, December 5th, 2013 on the hotel pad, which is right around the corner from where we are here. But it took him four days to really get clear on something that he could center on, right? And so the question is, is this important? The answer has to be yes. And then as you think about this, everything needs to be built on top of purpose. So watch what happens next. So as you, as you navigate this, we're uh, halfway down page five, and now the question has to be asked and answered, what do I value? And over on the far right, it says, what are my life priorities? So just check how this works. 
you must decide what your priorities are. Nobody can deliver those to you. No shoulds, no, this is what you are, this is who you should be about, these should be your priorities. These are all self-discovered. These are all the decisions that you make about the intentionalness of what you want your life experience to be like. And in your notes, you'll see that there's just two columns. One has no numbers to it, and one has numbers to it. And so the, the exercise is to, to take a look at, at page five, and, and underneath where it says, what do I value most in my life? Just tonight, write those things out. Just simple things. They don't have to, don't overthink them. Just what is important to you? What do you value in your life? And it doesn't matter whether they're in the right order or not. What matters is you are now identifying what's important. Remember, if you don't know what's important, you won't have the filter to make the decisions to get the life and the business you're dreaming about. And so when you then have them listed on the left side of the paper, the chief goal then is to prioritize them on the right. And so if I can move everything over from the left side to the right side, and I can have them now kind of prioritize, and eight is not a magic number. It could be four, it could be six, it could be, it could be 10. But what you need to understand is whatever they are foundationally, you are gonna decide where you want that area of your life to be, including business. And it's all gonna be wrapped up in this, this idea of architecting your, your life and, and kind of your life plan, if you will. And what's interesting is that when we, when we have this and we pay attention to like, what is the number one priority in your life? And if you don't govern your day around what that number one thing is, over time, what doesn't get paid attention to becomes more important. And so I don't want 23 things you got to focus on. I want this to get down to what are the essential four or six or eight things that you are prepared to build your life on? And which one is most important? Because there's a cascading effect that when you pay attention to number one, it cascades value over two and three and four and however many other ones you have. But you could have clarity on number two, three, four, and five, and one could be messed up, and one being messed up will destroy the forward progress you would have in two through six. And this becomes a challenge, Tom, when we have a business that's owning us. There are things that if the business owns us and we're busting hump for seven days a week and the business owns us, there are things, I guarantee you, there are things in your life that aren't being dealt with. There are priorities you have that aren't getting your attention. And when you have a priority that's not getting your attention, sadly, there's only two ways to change it. One is by your own initiative and doing it before you have to. The other is having some kind of event occur that reminds you or forces you to realize, I have got to get focused on that. It can be weight, it can be money, it can be spiritual connection, it can be your marriage, it can be disconnected with your kid, it can be anything. But when you have them in order and you know what you want to do with them, and you have this kind of vision about where we're going to go, which is three, four, and five, then all of a sudden the magic happens. So I'm going to show you something that I'm glad I kept, but um, this is a good example of a, what's called a priorities reset. What a priorities reset is, is 
a variable reminder of pain or potential loss that causes you to re-examine your values. Okay? Some variable setback, anticipated loss, or real, real loss that causes you to reassess. So it was interesting, USA Today and CNN were doing a poll, and they were looking at 1,089 people every single week, and they were asking them a lot of questions. One of the questions were, on a multiple choice um, kind of box, what were your priorities? What were you, what was number one, what was number two, and what was number three? And so they had been doing this for a couple months, and then 9-11 um, occurred. <clears throat> when 9-11 rolled around uh, and 3,000 people lost their lives, um, they still did the survey. So they did the survey after the planes took down the building, hit the Pentagon, went down in the field. They had done it the week before. They did it the week after, and they continued doing it. And there was, um, uh, the week after the planes hit, actually about nine days, their lead story on the cover said this, American workers rethink their priorities. So this is from 9-11-2001. And up above, you can see that the priorities pre- where uh, career was number one, heart was number two, wealth three, health four, family five, home six, God seven, and country eight. And over on the right side, you can see how <clears throat> those got reset, right? Family went from number five to number one, heart stayed where it was, God went from number seven to number three, health stayed where it was, country moved up from number eight to number five, Career and wealth dropped from the top three to the bottom two. And I show this to you because right here it says grief counselors called in to help workers deal with the emotional aftermath that they have been surprised by the tragedy. And it resets things. And you look at that and you go, okay, how could I avoid that? I mean, if there were a way to avoid that, what would it be? And the answer is what we're doing right now. And to be reminded that anything can happen at any point in time that can take you out, take somebody else, take somebody you love out, change your reality, change your future, change the direction of your trajectory in life, and you have to be intentional about how you're going to handle it. And I know this very, very close to my heart. And I know how purpose can help you and the values you have help you navigate no matter how bad the waters get. And if you don't have a, a lot of bad waters going on, you don't have a lot of issues going on, then it accelerates your growth. So you have to be intentional about this. And you have to be clear then that, okay, if I'm, if I'm super aware of priorities, uh, and, and this is not in your notes, but I'll put this up here. Stephen Covey says, you can either prioritize your schedule or schedule your priorities. I think that is worth taking a look at. You can either schedule your priorities or prioritize your schedule. Which one is purposeful? Scheduling your priorities. Listen, what doesn't get scheduled does not get done. It's that clear. So when you think about the bottom of page five and you think about kind of this architecture, and you think about, you know, wh what, what, what do I really place value on? Then what is left is to decide, okay, if that is a priority, it must receive my attention, 
or there'll, no, there'll be no changed outcome in that priority. If it doesn't get my attention, there'll be no changed outcome in what I'm now calling a priority, which is why almost all the time, if you don't have that representation in your head, the ignored priority becomes potentially a life-altering event. So I want you to think about this, and I want you to think about it in the context then of the third step, okay? And the third step is to take a look at what is my vision. And you'll notice up on the screen or back to your notes, develop clarifying, clarifying vision about where you want to be and what is your vision and, and what's important to you about that. And when you think about this, um, I'm going to tell you, uh, we'll, have, we'll have some dialogue about this, but I want to tell you this to me is where game day is established. Right here, right now, is where the things really take flight. Ancient scripture says that where there is no vision, the people will perish. Okay? Where there is no vision, the people will perish. I uh, decided when I was 26 that I wanted to be a professional speaker. And so what I did is I got, uh, after hours, my processors and underwriters had gone home, and I went to an IBM Selectric, and I wrote down my vision as a speaker. And I was a loan officer, but I wrote this down. I said that I'm a professional speaker and trainer. I wasn't. I wrote down I earn in excess of $500,000 per year speaking. I was not. I wrote down I have always $200,000 in cash, liquid cash in the bank, not my investments, but just 200 grand. I have 10 successful cassette albums. Cassette albums. I am 100% debt free. <clears throat> I have only healthy habits. I have a strong marketing network. I speak 100 times a year. I own a 5,000 square foot home with high ceilings, a large yard, pool, spa, five bedrooms, and a tennis court with an ocean view. And I wrote all this down as a definitive direction that I wanted my life to go. And I carry that card with me everywhere as a reminder that 1985 changed my life. Because I wrote down what I wanted to do with a skill that God had gifted me with, which was speaking. And today, to have had the awesome privilege to impact well over a million loan originators and this industry, it all came from this, this little card. And I wrote down everything in present tense. I wrote down everything as if I had it, and none of this was true with respect to what the speaking profession provided for me, because I was a loan officer. I was healthy, I was debt-free, had a big house, I didn't have any cassette albums, wasn't making 500 grand as a speaker. I wasn't even a speaker and a trainer. And I want you to ask yourself, what are you using to navigate your dreams? What are you using to navigate your dreams? And how big are they? I mean, really, when you think about it, there's no limit to what you could become to what I could become. There's no limit. Where are the limits? We put them on ourselves, don't we? So I, I, I want you to ask a question, and the question is, how big are you thinking? Not because the world decides if you're valuable if you think big. It's because you have potential that's not being tapped. I have potential that's not being tapped. So if that is true, and it is, why not go for greatness? Why not go for the best? Why not go for big dreams, right? Why not go for things that just make people stop in the tracks and go, wow. 
Thank you for listening to the High Trust Today podcast. If you want to make this year your best year ever and double, triple, or even quadruple your volume and performance, then I want you to click the link for your ticket to Sales Mastery in the show notes to find out how you can make more money in less time with less stress.